Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. That's right. Monday morning edition of the Fan in the Van podcast. And boy, do we got a lot of shit to get into. Oh, NFL is back. The preseason. The preseason to me lived up to all the hype. Um, You know, I might have got a little too excited Saturday night. Uh, it almost felt like I was at Heinz Field. I'm sorry, I'm not calling it AccuShore or whatever the fuck it is. Because uh, when Kenny Pickett came out, oh, you just knew the future was here. I understand, you know, my buddy Sal's like, listen, they're playing, you know, he's playing against third string guys that won't even be there next week. Listen, I get it, but man, Kenny Pickett looked good. That's all I got to say. Um, but we got to get into, and talking about this now, every time it comes up makes me want to vomit. But we have no choice because. The hits just keep on coming. Deshaun Watson finally decides that after over a year of this being dragged out, he decides now he owes all these women an apology. How he understands the impact he's had in their lives and, you know, the, the negative impact and how he wishes he could take it all back. But we all remember him claiming he was innocent and, and none of this was true. Your apology to me is bullshit. Just like the Cleveland Brown organization is nothing more than bullshit, your apology's bullshit. Your original suspension was bullshit. The only reason why you're coming out with this apology now, and let's be honest, is because you want to look better in the eyes of the, of the people that are overseeing your appeal. So it's like, well, you know, he did sell out of court, then he did apologize, he is being humble, so why don't we just, you know... You know what? He wants, you know, he's willing to take a 12 game suspension and pay $8 million. Listen, Deshaun, saying let's make a deal, bro. And I don't see Howie Mandel on some stage, you know, with 24 good looking broads with briefcases and they all got your suspensions in there and, you know, and the fine amounts. It's not going to work like that. Roger Goodell wants your head. Okay? And rightfully so, because Roger Goodell's been made a joke of the NFL for years. Roger Goodell's been known as a bitch for years in the NFL. And look at, and again, not to go through the list, but look at all the dumb suspensions or lack thereof for worse than what Calvin Ridley's done. Okay? And I and I mentioned Calvin Ridley because you saw what he did, and it was to bet on a parlay that involved his team when he was playing. I get that. Again. Because as people go, well, you don't understand, you know, he gambled and that's cheating. Oh, no, but sexually assaulted 26 women, that's okay, though. Okay, this is the world of which I have to live in when I do this. I speak the real, raw, truth facts. And then you got these imbeciles out there who think they're like Calvin Ridley fucking killed somebody. All because he made a silly little bet and pays the ultimate price with losing his whole season. Huh? No, but you whooping your cock out 
to 26 women and forcing them to touch it, suck it, ride it, whatever it is that he, that he made them do, that's okay to you? But what Calvin Ridley did is far worse. Make that make sense in the world of some of you people that are just utterly insane. Some of you should be locked up in Bellevue, Creedmoor, Pilgrim State Psych Center, okay? Those are just some of the insane asylums here in New York. I'm sure there's more. But some of you, you really need to be locked up in whatever state you're from, talking out the side of your mouth. Some of you really need to be locked up there. Watson's apology is bullshit. Anything that comes out of Watson's mouth is bullshit. Because we all remember, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. I'm going to fight for my innocence. Then all of a sudden, it's, oh, well, he's settling out of court. Oh, now all of a sudden, here comes the apology. And as far as his suspension goes, everybody's got different viewpoints. You know, um, my buddies over at 1420 Sports, Brent's uh, podcast partner, Dave, thinks he should get a $30 million fine. I would love to see it, but unfortunately, um, you know, like my buddies at Level the Playing Level the Playing Field Sports Podcast said, there is a CBA and there is a fine limit. So he's not going to get fined thirty million. And then Dave also brought out some, another interesting point of maybe you don't suspend him this year; you suspend him next year when the big money comes in. I don't know if the NFL could wait that long. And deal what's going to happen. At least what I think is going to happen. Over the course of a season where everywhere Deshaun Watson goes. And you already saw a taste of this Saturday night. Okay, in his... Let's put it this way. He had more... He had more sexual allegation cases than he did passing yards. Okay? The fans were chanting, you sick fuck. It's all over the internet for everybody to see. So... That's just a mere beginning, and that's just a light taste of what he's gonna hear when he goes to Cle- uh, when he goes to Pittsburgh, or when he goes to Baltimore, or when he goes anywhere. And that's all it's gonna be talked about. People think, "Oh no, it'll die down by week four if he plays this year." Listen, I'm all for Deshaun Watson getting the ultimate punishment. I think we all are. Okay, I think we're all in agreement on that. But are they going to get the punishment right? No matter what it is, no matter what the fine amount is, there's going to be a collective that aren't happy about it, a collective that's like, I expected this, and there's going to be another collective that says, I really don't give a shit no more. This thing's been dragged out. I'm tired of hearing about it. We'll have to wait and see. You know, maybe they do a two-year suspension where he gets screwed this year, and then he gets screwed even more next year, and he has to pay a fine of $8 million, say, this year, and let's say $8 million the following year. He could be suspended for three years. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, when you look at, when you look at each allegation, now, obviously, I don't know what he did with each one, because the stories are so scattered of what he did to who and wh- where, why, the what, the who, the how, the whys, whatever the fucks, Okay. Doesn't matter. He made the NFL look like... He made it look worse than HBO's... The the real sex show that they had back in the day. You know, like when I was a kid and you you purposely stayed up late and pretended you were asleep so you could watch it. He made that 
look like Saturday night, Saturday morning cartoons for what he's done to 26 plus women. Okay. The other interesting thing in this is where's the Houston Texans punishment going to come into play? Because they enabled it by giving him the non-disclosure agreements to be signed. We know that. Where's Houston apologizing in any of this? Like, hey, listen, we didn't know he had a problem and we didn't know why he needed these. He just asked for them and we gave it to him and he just asked for us to set up hotel rooms, but we didn't know why. Don't play that fucking card, Houston, because you damn well know. You damn that you damn well know why he needed the non-disclosure agreement, and you damn well know why he needed the hotel rooms. So you're just as guilty. But in in the honest assessment of Deshaun Watson, I think playing in the NFL should be a distant second to what he really needs to do. And he really needs to get his head straight. And fix whatever friggin' problems he's got up in there. Okay? That's why, honestly, a two-year suspension should be worth it. If the NFL really wants to drive the point home that they, that they are about, you know, treating women as equal as men and all this other shit they stand behind. And then you, you see that they don't. I mean, you made the Calvin Ridley thing look so big and so bad. But yet, look at the NFL. Every commercial you see, DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesar Sportsbook. How are you not going to be enticed, whether you're an athlete or not? How are you not going to sit there and go, huh, can't hurt if I just do a quick little parlay? Huh, what's the big deal? And then the same team that makes money, or the same league that makes money off of that, that promotes it. On, during their games is handing out a punishment to a kid that is so severe for something so minor. I'm sorry, because it is. And then you sit here and you let this Sue Robinson broad, you know, intervene in all this and give Watson a six-game suspension. Hey, listen, yeah, I get it's appealed, whatever, but when's it coming out? Because rumor was that, it, it, that this decision was supposed to come out minutes before the preseason game to where it wouldn't give the NFLPA enough time to fight it and Watson would have to sit out and Watson can't play. And that's the other thing. During this appeal process, how is Watson allowed near the team? How is Watson allowed to practice? Why was Watson even on the fucking field? Why? How? Somebody explain that. My God, my own. My own. I can't, but I'm, listen, until, until the appeal comes in and whatever the decision is, I ain't talking about it no more. Okay. So you won't hear about it Wednesday. You won't hear about it Friday. If I do an extra one Saturday, you ain't going to hear it there either. But what you're going to hear now is I did put an APB out. I did call the NYPD because the Yankee offense is fucking missing. It's fucking missing. Where is it? Nobody can find it. We lose to Boston. And like I said months ago, no lead is safe in this fucking game they call Major League Baseball. It is not safe. And apparently so. You could give me the, well, DJ's playing with a bad right toe and, you know, we don't have Stanton. What happened to that next man up mentality? What happened to that? That we had back in 18. What happened to that? That's gone. It's gone. 
You're telling me a solid outing from Talion giving up three runs over the course of six innings is, is, is a stellar performance? The fuck it is, because it's not. You would have been a stellar performance? How about this? Giving up no runs or giving up a run. Here's what would have been stellar. The Yankees getting a run or multiple runs. How about that? How about that? Wouldn't that be lovely? I mean, we're sitting there and I'm seeing, oh, stellar performance by Frankie Montas. You pitched five innings. That's not stellar. You still had to go to the bullpen and the bullpen almost blew the game again. So, uh, Yankees need to get right somehow. And you have Clark Schmidt down in the minors pitching almost perfect games every other night. Why is he not up here? Why is he not up here? Explain that, Cashman. Why is he not back up here? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I mean... It, it's really abysmal. This is the time where the Yankees can't be pulling this shit. I can understand April, May, into June. Not in the dog days of August. Going into September. Going into the huge playoff push. This is when you don't want this. This is this is something the Mets would do when when they would have a decent season and even get past the All Star break, and then they would crash and burn. And it, and it's not to bash the Mets, but it's it's relevant in that fact. Okay, the Yankees can't afford to lose any ground to this lead. Okay, and when you look at Houston. They've only gotten better now because now Lance McCullers Jr. is back in the starting rotation. So Houston's only getting stronger as we're getting weaker. I can't for the life of me get why one game we can go out and destroy a team and the next game we can't hit the friggin' we can't hit shit. It's like one of those, it's like it, the, the Yankees should be on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. They really should because one night... Judge can go out and smash two, three home runs. You know, they could score 12-plus runs, and in the next game, they can't hit nothing until, like, the top of the eighth, bottom of the eighth, whether they're home or away. It's, it's abysmal. It really is. It's so abysmal. It's so abysmal. And the other thing I got to discuss is Fernando Tatis. I was listening to 1420 Sports Podcast yesterday. Uh, Brent did one by himself. And he made an interesting point. You know, Tatis can come out and say, I didn't know this substance was in this thing that I used to treat ringworm. You have a fucking medical staff. 24-7, 365 days out of the year. As long as you're on the contract with that team, they are there to help you so you don't make this quote-unquote mistake. Okay? Ringworm, Lotrimin is fucking like two for ten at, Wal- at fucking Walgreens. Go there and get it. It's got no banned substance in it. So you're telling me you took this to treat ringworm? I'm like Brent now. I don't know about that, Fernando. I think maybe you were trying to take something to help you come back a little faster to help the team out. Not like they're not doing bad without you. But I understand you got the itch to come back. But I think, yeah, yeah, well, it costs you 80 games. You know, and then you got, and I'm sure I said it the other day on one of the last episodes I did, Carlos Correa. 
coming out talking about it. There's no room for cheating in baseball. You're the biggest dipshit. You should say nothing. Robinson Cano, it'll take me a long time to forgive him. You're another asshat. You shouldn't be saying shit either. Anybody who has cheated the game of baseball is not entitled to a fucking opinion on this at all. Okay? Because you cheated the game way before Tatis did. And this is the problem with big money contracts in any sport. And Brent got into this a little bit. This is what happens when you deal with young, immature players that don't know what the hell they're doing. And you're giving them $300 plus million dollars. And they can't make a simple decision correctly. You know you have a medical staff that will help you. Hey, listen, uh, whoever in the medical staff, listen, I got ringworm. You have something there I could take that's not going to get me suspended? I mean, you see this across the world of sports. You give all these young kids money to, you know, to throw around and do whatever they want. And what happens? What happens? You see it year in and year out, and you see it day in and day out. Some sort of stupidity. It's not just in baseball. It's just not with Fernando Tatis. It's with every sport across the league. I mean, you go back to, you go back to almost 20-some years ago. NBA. Guy named Latrell Sprewell. Probably most famous for choking P.J. Carlissimo when they were in Golden State together. And... He was offered a 22 point whatever million dollar extension at the time, which was big money for those guys. And before you got the, you know, the LaFlops and the Durants, and I'll get into that in a minute. And he says, that's not enough money to feed my family. Well, because you were young and stupid, what happens after that? A few years later, Latrell Sprewell goes bankrupt. Case in point, stop giving out these huge contracts to these immature players until they fully earned it and matured. But getting into the NBA. Kevin Durant has made his bed and lied in it. Boy, has he ever. Kyrie. A lot of different things on Kyrie. He, wants, he wanted a guaranteed, I can only play 60 games. And I don't want to do back-to-backs, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. And then Brandon Jennings came out, and he says he loves the NBA. But why would I pay money where these players can decide wherever they want to go and decide whenever they want to play? And he's right. And he's right. I don't get where the NBA has become so entitled with, I can do as I please. Maybe it's because these owners and GMs don't have the balls to step up and say, we gave you this contract and this amount of money, and you're going to play up to that. And then you could go test the free agent market. Okay, the fact that you're blaming a GM and a head coach, but yet in two plus years, you've only played 55 games. A team that paid you when you had your Achilles injury and helped you get back to being 100%. They weren't going in the right direction then. Is that what Kevin Durant's saying? I don't know. I really don't know. But this entitlement in the NBA is really, it's really a joke. And then you got Ben Simmons. Who the fuck is Ben Simmons to say anything? He trashing the city of friggin' Philly 
you know, talking about uh, he couldn't wait to get out of there and bringing up rappers that were dissed by fucking snitch rappers. And uh, who gives a shit? Bottom line is this, Ben Simmons sucks. Ben Simmons sucks. And the fact that, you know, these guys can go out and give ultimatums. And I know I discussed this on Friday or Thursday, whenever the last one was, probably Friday. But sitting here giving out ultimatums, like, well, it's either me or it's the coach and the GM. Enough. Enough. This is why, this is why nobody wants to watch the NBA. Because it's filled with a bunch of pussified bitches. Okay? That's what it is. You didn't see Kobe Bryant say, well, I'm not playing, I'm not playing two nights in a row. But Kobe Bryant's come out before his passing. It's what the hell is load management? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I mean, these guys that are acting like a bunch of babies are making the NBA look worse for the guys who actually want to play. Like the Luka Donkages and the, and the Trey Youngs even. You know, come on. I mean, you see guys getting these max contracts and they haven't even played a full season like Zion Williamson. I understand Zion was the hottest name in, in, what was it, the 1920 draft, whatever it was. But the guy hasn't stayed healthy, but let's give him a supermax. Let's give him a supermax. Why? Because Because of a small sample size of what he's done and what he did at Duke? And people wonder why I say he's still raw and why he's still a project. Because there's still a lot of his game that needs to improve. His outside shooting, ball handling, you know, j- just to name one or two. Okay? You could listen to this and say different. That's fine. That's fine. That's your opinion. I think, the, I think honestly, the Pelicans should have waited to see if Zion could play at least 60 friggin' games before you hand him five years, 200 plus. I think Kevin Durant owes it to himself and to the Brooklyn Nets to finish out his contract. Kyrie owes it to himself and the Brooklyn Nets and the fan base to actually play back-to-back games. I don't understand where in your contract it says you can pick and choose when you want to play. If I pay good money to go to a Brooklyn Nets game and I find out that Kevin Durant don't want to play because... He don't feel like it, and Kyrie don't want to play. You better believe I'm getting my money back and then some. Because I paid to watch them play. And if I'm the fans of the NBA, I'd be throwing a... I'd be just as pissed. And I would be going to somebody and be like, how do I get my money back and then something else on top of it? Because this is bullshit. Okay? Because your money as a fan is going to pay these contracts. You drop two, three hundred dollars on tickets. You and a friend want to go, or you and some girl you're trying to bang want to go. Okay, you drop two, three hundred dollars each on tickets. So let's say four to six hundred dollars for good tickets. Okay, that's just getting in the door. Now you got to think about all the drinks, and you know she's gonna want a little classy wine. Okay, so that's about thirty, forty bucks right there. You know, you're going to have a beer or two. There's another 30, 40 bucks. By the end of the night, you spend $1,000. But you didn't get to watch Kevin Durant or Kyrie play. Because they didn't want to play. 
Yeah, trust me, I'm getting my money back. And that broad better be giving me a little something, something. Okay? Because I shelled out a guy shelled out a grand. Hey, you better be giving me old toot toot. All right? That's all I'm saying. It's just, when you look at the two different eras of basketball, this makes me appreciate the Jordan era so much more. Because you didn't see these guys do this. You see, maybe, you know, you could, you could bring up the Scottie Pippen one. And the Scottie Pippen one's a slippery slope because, yeah, Scottie Pippen signed probably the worst extension ever. But when he was playing up to the level that totally surpassed that extension, I understand why he was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play, or why he decided to get his surgery late. And I also could appreciate that it pissed Jordan off and half the team. But did you ever see Scotty go, I'm not playing tonight? You ever see Michael say, I'm not playing tonight? I just played last night, I'm not playing tonight. You ever see Kobe do it? Hell, Kobe would play on a torn ACL if he could. He would play with a torn Achilles tendon if he could. Okay? Nowadays, LeBron stubs a toe getting out of the shower. I can't play for three nights. I stub my toe. Even though I'm perfectly fine and a stubbed toe goes away in 10 to 15 friggin' minutes. Ain't a friggin' life-threatening injury. Okay, but it's, oh, well, I can't play now. Quite a joke the NBA is now. And I understand Adam Silver's trying to make it more intriguing. You know, oh, let's do this for the All-Star game. Let's do this. Let's have a, a mid-season tournament. Let's this. Let's that. How about this? How about this? Get the egos in check. Try that one. Try that one. Every time you sit out a game, you get fined. Unless you have a legitimate injury. It needs to be legitimate. Not, oh, I sprained my thumb jerking off in the shower. Okay? Because that's not legitimate. All right? The team gets fined every time their big-name superstars sit out. So if they sit out two games for whatever bullshit reasons, not only does the player get fined, the team gets fined as well. Or how about this? You fine every player on that team until... Your big name superstar decides to stop acting like the New Year's Eve baby. Try that one. Try that one. But I doubt it'll ever happen. And the NBA is just going to get more soft. And it's just going to get more diarrhea-like. And unfortunately, this is the way it is until somebody steps up and does something. Who that, who that person's going to be? Who knows? But... I got to get ready to take care of some stuff here at work since I was off Saturday. So, again, as always, i like to thank everybody who follows, retweets, listens. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Obviously, my buddies at 1420 Sports is always my number one supporters. Um, Level of Playing Field Sports Podcast, another good one you guys should check out. Nate's Daily Wagers, Average Joe Sports Podcast. Um, if you're into pro wrestling, definitely check out um, Bray Wyatt Fan24's podcast. He's always posting on Twitter. Uh, Sports Blister Rob and Chris is another good one. And to every other person out there and podcast that retweets and follows, it's always appreciated. Um, so until the next one, stay safe. And as always, peace.